What, what, what? It's your boy Luke P. Sanders, and welcome back to Luke's Crazy Journey in our season two premiere week. I'm so happy we're back for season two. We're back in 2021 with brand new unedited episodes that I want to say have the best listeners in the freaking world again. I'm going to say that all week long. Thanks for still playing us in between our seasons. Before we get started, season two does have some new subs. See? There's the unedited, so you have to redo that all over again. Before we get started, Season 2 does have some new segments and surprises. I decided to give you five new episodes for each month I've been gone. So let's get into today's episode, honey. Today's episode is titled, Jinxed January. A Jinxed January. Now, it's titled A Jinxed January because I was just dealing with so much, okay? This is my first time going to a mental hospital to be inpatient. And, oh, Lord Jesus. So, I went through emergency. So, emergency, I was in there for 14 hours, literally. Like, no BS. Like, I was literally in emergency for 14 hours. So, then after 14 hours, they made me sign all this paperwork, which um, I can't even say all because it really really wasn't that much paperwork that you would think you would have to sign, um, at least to get into the mental hospital. Once you got in there, you had to sign even more paperwork, but it wasn't horrible, so I can't complain. But yeah, I decided to do that because honestly, you guys, I was I was suicidal. Honestly, I was just I had just moved back home, and I was just like another move that didn't work out. I had gotten an argument with my dad, and it was about some same BS that I was like, it was some same BS that we used to deal with when I was a kid. And I was just tired of it. And I was just like, I keep going in the same cycle where I have to come back home. And I'm dealing with some of the same people doing the same things. And I'm just like, I don't want to live like this no more. So I became suicidal. And I said, listen, I need to go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital and told them what I was dealing with. And they uh, they admitted me. I asked to be admitted. So... We did that, and then I went up there. Y'all, they put me in the wrong thing, so I went for depression and anxiety. They put me in there with the people who, uh, what's the word, for sober living. So people who were substance abusers. Now, at first, I was a little scared because I was like, okay, what's this about to be like? But I've been around substance abusers before, so I'm like, okay, it might not be that bad because, you know, it just might not be that bad because of my experiences that I've had. Now, it was people in there going off. It was people in there. Was, this lady was racist. I promise you she was. Because like we had music therapy. And the artist I chose, I think, was Demi Lovato. Because we, we got the chance to choose songs that inspired us. And I think I chose um, Confident or something by Demi Lovato. Something like that. And one lady had the nerve to say, oh, she's not black. I'm like... So, black people listen to just black music. I'm just like, how ignorant are you? But I'm like, look at where we are, Luke. Don't go off because you don't know what she might be capable of. You know what I mean? So, like, I didn't give her the time of day. Somebody else who I was uh, friends with, they had just, they got, uh, they got with her. I didn't even have to say nothing before I could even think they had got with her. So, I was just like, she's tripping, but... So I was in there for like, what, two, three days down in that unit, and it's just, like, when you go in, it's just, like, really, like, 
mundane. You get a bed. There's no TV. You can't have your phone. You barely can have snacks in your room. They give you a room with a bed and like two lights and a pillow. You have to be in gowns. You can't be in no clothes. You have to be in their underwear. They give you this small ass shower. And then they give you this little bathroom. Um, what else? And then there's like the lounging area where there is TV. But then I think you only could be up between like 8 in the morning and 10 p.m. But I mean, you could still sit out there at 10, but the TV has to be off. You have to be quiet. But I think eventually they make you go to bed. But uh, let me see. And then you don't have no clock in your room, so so you don't know what time it is until you see the light outside. So you just kind of in your room. If you can't go to sleep, you just you just in your room, not knowing what day or time it is. Then you got people coming in your room like every 15 minutes because you're a suicide risk. So they try to make sure you're not doing nothing, and like you could do anything anyway because they take everything away. And it's just it's intense, y'all. It's really intense. And then I think two days later, I went to the depression and anxiety unit. I'm trying to figure out how much I really want to share because it's it's a lot. And it's a lot of individuals um, that's a part of my story. So I'm doing my best not to share any names. And I know some of them are probably going to listen to this. So that's why I'm like, okay, how much do I want to share? It's not that I'm being... Faker, faker, dishonest, but I don't want to hurt anybody. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to compromise anybody's information, but I'm going to share my side of the story, though. <clears throat> so, um, so I finally go to the depression and anxiety unit. They check me again to make sure I don't have anything confiscated in my underwear and all that stuff. They need to check me out. I don't want to let them do that, but you got to pull your underwear and stuff down, like. It's intense. And then I think you have to change gowns. And then they ask you a couple questions. And they get vitals. Oh, that's something they do every day. They do vitals every single morning. Every single morning. I'm just like, okay. That's just to make sure that everybody is safe and everybody's healthy and all that good stuff. So, hey. But, uh, yeah, I get up there. And then they tell me I'm about to get a roommate. And I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, please. I was praying hard. Because, I mean, look where I am. So I didn't know how the roommate situation was going to be. But I get a roommate and he was a brother. And I was like, okay, he seemed pretty cool for the most part. Like, you know, he, you could tell he was a little, because he had just came in. So you could tell he was like still trying to get acclimated as well. But the parallels we had, y'all, I'm telling you, he was down on the other unit that I was on. So he was on the same unit, but like, I think like across the hall or something. So but yeah, so he experienced some of the same things I had experienced, some of the same different therapies, like music therapy and other stuff. But uh, yeah, it was cool. He had an old dad. I had an old dad. Now, I didn't have as many siblings as he did, but I actually have quite a few. That's something you guys don't know. I have quite a few siblings. Uh, we're all my dad's ch- child. We're all our dad's children. But he had, you know, previous relationships and marriages. So we're kind of divided by age and stuff like that so um but yeah the parallels we had like I think him being a foster care me being a foster care and us being around the same age and it was just a lot of different things of course us being from the same city it was just a lot of different things that we were able to relate on and 
actually made us closer. Um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of did everything together, honestly, because when you're in there, is if you if you're just gonna be by yourself, it makes it so much harder. So you kind of need somebody to kind of help get you through, and that's what we did. Like we kind of we went to breakfast together, we went to therapy together, we went to uh, what else do we do? Because that's all you really did was therapy and eat. Because <laughs> you can't leave, you can't leave the floor. Um, so you just up there on the floor all the time. So you don't go outside, you don't do nothing. So, oh, and the lounge room, like, we were just kind of, and then plus you had to talk to your psychiatry team. So they give you a psychiatry team with a psychiatrist, <clears throat> which I don't understand why they give you two psychiatrists, like, in the morning, you meet with your psychiatrist, maybe some med students and stuff like that. And then they come back with a uh, pharmacist, and then they come back with a doctor. So, I don't know why they come back with a doctor, if, I don't know, but... For everybody who don't know what a psychiatrist is, a psychiatrist is somebody who prescribes medication, mental medication. I think that's kind of obvious, but just for the people who don't know, the difference between a psychiatrist and a therapist, therapists can't prescribe medicine. Psychiatrists do, but they don't really specialize in therapy, but they they understand it, of course, because that's their field of work. Um, But yeah, y'all, we did everything together. We played a bunch of games. They probably thought we were lying because <laughs> how much fun we were having. But it was just an escape that you needed because talking about your problems all the time, people checking in on you all the time, and, you know, all this intense stuff while you're in there. It's very intense. It's very quick. Everything is boom, 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 boom. But it feels like forever at the same time. You need to have fun. You need to... Um, we need to relax, relate, release as much as possible. So we they had board games there, thank God, I'm telling you. I wouldn't have made it through. I don't it would have been harder, let me say that. It would have been much harder for me to make it through if they didn't have no board games. The board games helped get me through, I'm telling you, because they had Uno, they had uh I think Connect Four, they had um I think Apples to Apples and the name five or whatever it is called. That that part I missed. That's the stuff I missed. But uh, yeah, Uno, we were in there crying, laughing, cause we were just we were just relating on so much crap. And I think we probably got to a point to where we were laughing at it, like we were laughing at our pain, cause it was so crazy and the stuff that you know that we didn't do, but the stuff we experienced as kids and stuff like that. So we were just having a good time playing the games and stuff like that. And they probably were like, okay, they lying. They don't need to be here. So. We kind of did get that shade from the staff, like, oh, okay, like, why are you here? But, you know, some staff, they understood it. They they understand you could be depressed and suicidal, but still have fun. So that was cool, finding that staff that understood. So, but yeah, but next I want to talk about finding a life insurance job. So right before I went into the mental hospital, I found a job, which was very ironic, but it was just like, I was just so down, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So I was just like, let me go to the hospital. But that was, yeah. So after all that, being in Chicago and stuff like that, and not having the right job, I finally found the right job. But this job, you got to pay a little bit of money. You got to pay a little bit of money to get licensed because you got to pay for the course and they take care of everything else. Then... 
you have to study for two weeks. So, you know, studying takes a lot out of you, especially when you're dealing with so much. Like, if we're being honest, like, I'm still thinking about whether or not I want to do that or not. Because, like, right now as I'm recording this, I'm still a little raw. Not necessarily from the hospital, because at this point, so we're talking about in January, but right now I'm talking about right now, currently, in life as I'm taping. In life as I'm taping right now, I'm still a little raw. I'm still having some days where I'm low, and some days I'm like, okay. I'm not having any questionable days where I want to, you know, kill myself, thank God. That's a huge step in the right uh, direction, but I... um I still have moments where I'm just sad and I don't even know why. So I'm still fighting through it, honestly. But I'm having more good days and I'm having bad, so that's a blessing. But these bad ones, man, they, they bad. <laughs> like, I'm sure you can even hear in my voice. Like, I'm not even tired, but I just feel a little low. So, you know, I'm pushing through. I'm pushing through for me. I'm pushing through for y'all. I love the show. I'm committed to the show. Um... I was dealing with depression last year, and I still did the show, so, you know, I usually try not to let it stop me, because once you let it stop you, then that's when you give it the power, and ain't nobody got time for that, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to be honest and be vulnerable, because this is Luke's crazy journey, and I wouldn't be honest, I could have cut all this out of the show, but I was like, while I was in there, I was working on Stroker Secrets, you know, the third podcast, the one I was talking about you guys about in last season's finale um so I was working on that while in it right okay go to a whole mental hospital but still working (laughs) but yeah I was working on that getting some concepts getting some ideas and tweaking some stuff um and then I was also like okay while I'm in here I definitely got to talk about all this on Luke's crazy journey because I would kind of be remiss if I didn't you know if I can't help because how often do you hear somebody period talking about their experience in a mental hospital not often but uh yeah this is still a jinx january so we're still talking about life in january so moving along i do want to talk about the second time because yes there's a second time i had to go back to the hospital y'all and i think it was just like a week's time so the first time i was in there i was in there for a week okay um, so the second time I went back, I think in six days, yeah, it was six days, so it wasn't even a week. I went back in six days, and I had got low again, but this time I didn't go through emergency, so it only took me like five hours, because I went to the, um, crisis center or whatever, I think it's called, something like that. So I went back for a second time, they evaluated me, they took my phone, of course, but this time I got a TV. I got a TV in the emergency room too. But this one was a little worse because there were cameras in there and you were just like in this white room and you kind of don't know. The only way I knew how what time it was was by the shows. <laughs> so I literally time the shows. I'm like, oh, there's two episodes. That's been an hour. Oh, there's three episodes. That's been an hour and a half. So that's literally how I kept track of time is by watching TV. But, uh, yeah, so they finally came and gave me like five, six hours later, and they put me in the substance unit again. I was like, oh my God, here we go. Like, <laughs> like here we go for real. But, um, so yeah, I did that. I'm trying to remember that second time. Because the first time I had met 
a lot of cool people. But of course, they were leaving. It was a good thing because I, I think we left on the same day. So I was like, thank God. Because I had found some cool people. <clears throat> and then, yeah, because one girl, she just kept checking on me to make sure I was okay. That was just super nice. And then the second time, I wasn't up there as long. I think I was up there for like a day. It was one girl. She was leaving the day I got up there. She wasn't like that. Like, she was checking on me, but she was cool. She was just super chill and super funny. Um, but, yeah, she was leaving. And then I think that's about it. It wasn't that many people. Because sometimes you get people, they don't want to talk. And it's kind of hard to do that, to do, to be in the mental hospital and you're not talking. Because you don't get anything out and you're not really, you're, like, it's, it's just hard. I don't know how to say it, but it's just hard, y'all. Like, it makes everything harder. Um, yeah, if you can hear that, I'm still quarantined. And you probably hear that. Please go But if not, oh well. But uh, it's time for a new segment, our Black Tastic Spotlight. So, our Black Tastic Spotlight goes out to Thickums Underwear, super dope. Um, they're underwear for big and tall guys, and I will plug them, but I do not know their social media. And it is also time for our Queer Amazing Spotlight, goes out to Dolph O, or Dolph Zero, at Dolph Zero. He's a YouTuber, and he and he's also has an OnlyFans, so go support him. Um, but my closing segment, my closing statement, because this is kind of a two-parter. It's not a two-part episode, but you got to listen to the rest of this week because the second mental hospital visit, um, it happened in February as well. It kind of went over into February. So you got to listen. I mean, it really is. Yeah, it's kind of a two-parter because it's January and February. But, uh, yeah, you got to listen to that. But I do want to say, I'm sorry. We don't want to edit it. I'm sorry. I had to get that itch in my head. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry because it was itch. But um, my closing statement is to be you, do you. Do what you got to do for yourself with no embarrassment. Like, it was hard as hell being in there. Like, every day was challenging. Like, it was just so hard. So, do what you have to do. You know, if it has to be something unorthodox or something you don't hear a lot of people doing or people will be ashamed or remiss about doing, I mean, do it if it's what you feel is best for you. But that's all I got to say. Make sure you come back here tomorrow for a brand new episode of Luke's Crazy Journey because you're going to hear the rest of my story. Don't forget to spread love and to stay safe. And make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Luke CJ Podcast. And don't forget to follow your boy at Luke P. Sanders on all social media platforms as well. What, what, what? It's your boy Luke P. Sanders telling you to listen to my third podcast, Stroker Secrets Season 1, because you're going to get all the juice, all the tea about my masturbatory experiences and masturbation as a whole and things we need to tap out. So go listen now. Everywhere you get your podcasts.